0: Coming at you from Scratcher Wolf Studio, it's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. I'm Porter, to my left, my co-host, Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And, uh, hey, guess what? We've got our good friend, uh, C. Grant Rose in the studio. Grant, how the hell are you doing? Hey, how you doing? That was a lie, by the way. He's out in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Come
1: Welcome. here, remote. That's right. <laughs> Welcome back, Grant. Thanks for coming in again. Appreciate it. Always
2: nice
0: to be here. This is uh, number five, I believe, for you, that I know without having to check, Danny. <laughs> Math is hard, <laughs> right?
1: I said Lyric was on his third, and he's really on his fourth or or fifth, depending on what day it is. Oh, He's TC now. We fixed that. I still call him Lyric. <laughs> he's TC now. Think, okay. <laughs> There's a race going on, and Grant and TC are in the lead, neck and neck. How about that? Melissa, it's got to catch
0: up. Yeah, first attend gets a set of steak knives. <laughs> steak
1: knives.
0: <laughs> a toaster. There you go. That's second place. <laughs> we put on a show here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Tell us, everybody doing. Good so far. Having fun. I, I hope so. That's what we do here. <laughs> uh, I do want a quick announcement. Actually, before we uh, get into the nonsense. <laughs> before we get... To, okay. Before we get into the nonsense. Uh, you know, we've been asked Mm -hmm. about some stuff and so i want everyone to know that yes we're aware of apocalyptic record yes we backed it that that happened yeah um no we haven't talked about it yet no we're not talking about it right away you know there are there are other transcripts for the backers and that's great but we have been a little busy yeah we kind of have a schedule we're trying to stick to right so we will get to it when we feel it is the appropriate time and our schedule permits it.
1: Yes, because scheduling already sucks, and we had it in place. We don't want to screw it up any worse than it
0: already is. We're, we're sticking to a thing. It's amazing. <laughs> but yes, we know about that. We're aware of the uh, the comic. We're totally aware about that. We we are of course aware of the announcement yep. about World Five, and that's something we plan to talk about soon. But we're aware, everybody we're just trying to stick to our schedule is all. <laughs> so, thank you for your comments and the questions. But but yes. We know. <laughs> please please stop. We know. <laughs> yep. We'll get to it when we
1: can. That's pretty much it. That, that's about yeah, long and short of it. You could always drop it the Discord and I'll
2: tell you how I feel about all of those things.
0: You know, we will talk about it. I mean, we do talk about it on the Discord. And the Discord believe it or not is a thing that we have because Grant just said so. And you can find that where, Danny? On our website, right in the forums. That's right. All you got to do is go to our site right there in the forums. There's the uh, invitation to our Discord. You pop on in, come hang out with us in the pretty amazing community we've built.
1: Yeah, I, all the people there, they're all brand new friends every day.
0: Right? You know. And hey, if you're already in the vicinity, you have the website. You could pop into our store.
1: Hey, look at that!
0: Get yourself a Rage across here in a coffee mug or a mouse pad or almost anything. We got a lot of we a lot of stuff on there. A lot of stuff. Actually, I want to do, um, when we get some free time, I actually want to add some more shirt variants. Okay. Because we have those different mouse pads. Yeah, right. We got the RAI one, we got the I Ain't Forgot Shit mm-hmm. mouse pad. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to make that a shirt. The <laughs> I Can Soak It shirt. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. You'll get an announcement when those are due. That's something I want to do. And, of course, you can get to all of the goodness in our forums where we have all sorts of neat shit. Yeah, like character essays... Book reviews. Yeah, stuff from the old Nocturnus forums, if you're familiar with that. And if not, go check it out. There's some good stuff there. But uh, what is that website, Danny? ww.reachcross the internet.com. Still nothing from Grant. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Helper. I mean, it's y'all's thing. I can't do that all in like uh, the
2: sequence and sing song stuff. I don't sing. Unless it's to my wife, and that's very popular
0: we are now doing a musical episode and you are gonna be on it. <laughs> but you know, we're not here to talk musicals today. Nah. We're going back to the lost ones. The lost musicals? No, no. <laughs> lost tribes. Oh, that explains my notes. Okay. <laughs> you thought it was the wrong set? I, I didn't know what was happening. Jesus Christ. To blackout. <laughs> thought I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes, without further ado, uh, it is the second part of our Lost Tribe series. We really have the audacity to call this a series. There's fucking three of them. Counts? I guess. It's more than one? Still counts? It's technically a streak. If you know, I, I don't know. Alright, fine. It's we're talking up today. So we're going to the Outback. Well, we're seeing the studio. We can have Outback delivered. Oh, that's a good idea. It sounds delicious. There's not one close enough that it wouldn't be rubbery dra- trash. Solid point. <laughs> Anyway, it's, it's Bunyip time, everybody. Bunyip time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what I think is probably the most interesting of the three Lost Tribes. Okay. For sure.
1: Now, you know, because we we went in Croton last time, and, and yes, we had our opinions on them. We did the story behind that. That was good and fun, but... And
0: yes, there's the White Howlers. But kind what? of cliche how that ends. We I, Well... Everyone knows the White Howlers. Everyone... Hmm. Everyone wants to do that. Everyone likes that redemption arc, mm-hmm. and the Picts are awesome. And you look at the art for the White Howlers—that, that, like, out of, out of W twenty with that badass blue woad on, on the white Crinos fur. Yeah, that looks amazing. It does. Yes, people have always been fascinated with the White Howlers. We know that story, and of course, that's next. That's that's why that's last. Yeah. But the Bunyans, I think, have always gotten the short end of the stick. There's not as much information
1: about them as. <laughs> Any of the other Lost Tribes?
0: There's, there's a fair amount, but I wouldn't mean you know, there isn't. <laughs> I don't think it's a fair amount. What about you? What do you think, Grant?
2: I think that it is kind of scarce. And I believe the primary reason of the scarcity is that the, the early writers of White Wolf, they they interlocked the Bunyip with um, certain topics that a lot of modern writers are kind of hesitant to, to approach or really tackle. Uh, that being the, the dreaming or the dream time of... Uh, the Australian Aboriginals, you know, it's their, it's their religious beliefs and their, their cultural identity a lot of times for different tribes. And it has a heavy variance based on which tribe is talking about it in Australia. But A lot of modern writers, especially over here in the U.S., they want to keep that at arm's length because they don't really want to step on people's toes. As you know, talking about religion and writing about religion, it's kind of a no-no. So you got to be really, really careful. So a lot of those guys are just like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So that's my belief as to why White Wolf didn't go too deep into them. But I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't work for him back in the day,
0: right? Which well, well, is understandable. But I, th- I think to a point, there's a level there I disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, but well, it guess. is the world of darkness, so it is make believe world. So
2: people should take with a grain of salt that hey, this is not the dream time or you know the dreaming of our world and of the aborigines. It's world of Darkness' version. I mean, it has time travel wrapped up in it if you read Shattered Dreams. I don't know anything about time travel in real life, but please let me know if someone knows.
0: Yeah, that's something, uh, obviously, we're going we're gonna to touch down on further, and I've <laughs> certainly got something to say about that. But I get, you know, obviously, religion is a topic that, you know, it's on the Dangerous Don't list. Mm-hmm. I, I know the things have changed, but, uh, you know, when I was coming up, and I know the same with you, Danny, and probably you, Grant, too, is it like, you know, that's that's one of those topics you don't talk about, in mixed company. Right. You don't talk religion, you don't talk politics, you probably don't talk money. Because yeah, you only are working to offend somebody else. Right. And that's but, not what we do. But in fiction, you talk about you know, people being nervous to step on toes because, you know, there's the religious tones with the, the Dreamtime and all and uh-huh. with the other But we use religion, and not us personally, but in fiction all the time. You look at the Judeo-Christian undertones of vampire. Oh, very much. You, you look at the animism and werewolf. You look at the, the American native cultures that have been leaned into. So I don't I don't think it's... And I'm sure your reasoning is correct. I look at that as a bit of a double standard, and I kind of frown on that. Because nobody's getting made fun of. No,
1: again, you said it's a fictional setting.
0: Right. You know, like, if anyone were portrayed in a light where they were meant to be mocked because of, you know, whatever thing... Mm-hmm. I would definitely have a full pro problem with it all the way around, but I think if you know everything was handled as respectfully as I think they knew how in the day, and you also got to remember is back then we didn't have the internet like we have the internet
1: right yeah, you didn't have that much information readily available to you right you
0: know i I would and I wasn't there, but i I would wager that a lot of the research from you know early vampire early werewolf came from the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs>
1: Some old school stuff right there, right?
0: Just made my ears
1: bleed saying that.
0: Yeah, for for those of you unaware that that that's uh, that's a thing that was in a building full of books <laughs> called a library, <laughs> right? A book is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zilo. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I no, I think you're probably right, but I, I just I kind of I have a problem with that. That it's you know it's okay. Over here, if we touch down on the religious elements, but it's not okay over here. It should be all or nothing.
1: I mean, I see. It I mean, and, I concur. Yeah, I, and
0: I agree with you, but I I
1: see why the problem is they don't want to get there. Quote.
0: Sure. You know, they don't want to even get close to it. But they made me write something else in the first place. Possibly but that's what could have been. Not what is. So you know, uh, the, the thing is, is you talk about the dream time and the rainbow syrup and all that stuff, and that stuff is fascinating to me. And again, it's you never hear about it anywhere, because maybe again, like Grant said, maybe people are just afraid to touch on the subject. I don't know what, but it's been used in all sorts of media for years and years and years, hinted at here and there. And you know, I think that Simpsons had an episode on it for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, statistically, they've done everything, but <laughs> statistically, yes,
1: <laughs> which means statistically, so is Family Guy.
0: I'm not look. <laughs> That is a different show, <laughs> and I'm already bored. Good point, yeah. <laughs> well. Just saying, anything
1: <laughs> Simpsons has done, Seth MacRowin's going to steal from them, too. <laughs> <It's>
0: moving on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, they've always been the most fascinating. I mean, you look at the, the Croden, and, you know, there's, there's something to work with there, obviously. But, and, and I hate to demean it, but at the end of the day, they are another Pure Ones tribe. Yes. We have two of those. Okay, we have the White Howlers, which everyone and their brother and yeah, is enamored likes. with, and we've heard about a million times, and I'm not sick of them, I think they're cool. I, I like them more than the mm-hmm. Bunyip, but I find the Bunyip more interesting. I think it's fair. Yeah, they, it, they're like they're like the middle child that gets glossed over, and I think that's pretty unfair, so I'm happy to be doing this episode. Okay. So do you want to start? I thought we did. <laughs> with the dream time?
1: <laughs> Shit. Finish my sentence, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Want to start with the dream time? Uh, we could. Uh, I'd, I'd probably defer to our uh, our buddy Grant here. Where where would you like to start, sir?
2: Uh, we can go into the dream time for a little bit, um, but that, that you can honestly spend the entire episode just discussing the dream time. All um, right.
1: Well then, how totally. about a better start would be? Who are the bunny up? Yeah, that, the origins of
2: the bunny How is that? That works. Um, yeah. So, as as some know or don't know. You know, the Bunyip, are one of the few, you know, tribes of "Guru" quote-unquote, actually were not of the Canids, um, when they were wiped out. They were not a wolf breed when they were wiped out. They were actually of the Thylacine, which is the Tasmanian wolf or tiger. It's, it's, both of those are generic common names for them, but that animal actually was a carnivorous, uh, marsupial. So it was like a killer
0: koala. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't picture that at home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that sounds kinda of badass.
0: <laughs> no, they were they were their own unique thing. But yeah, you know, Grant's absolutely right. You know, they they were not wolves. I mean, they were at one point, apparently. But this now depends on your edition of werewolf. Oh, one of those. Is for the story of how this happened. Yeah, there there is some version differences, but
2: they all agree that prior to the War of Rage, they were of one of the, the normal original tribes. Marting Man would bet on them being part of the Kucha, which became the Red Talons. Um, and that's actually the, the direction that we take in the Savage Age with them. But after the War of Rage, they were disgusted with what happened. And it, due to that, they migrated all the way down to Australia. And then they had to make some decisions. What kind of decisions? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm glad you asked, Tyson. So the biggest thing <laughs> is that there there were no wolves down there in uh, Australia. So they had to, to figure out a way to to maintain their, their beast kin. So what they did was they they had a good relationship with the Mokole, or depending on your version, with the Kamazats that was down there. And they got a ritual from the Mokole that enabled them to kind of shift their beastkin to an apex predator that was down there at the time. The apex predator of the area was the thylacine, was the Tasmanian wolf.
1: That's who they picked, that's who they went with. Because again, there are no wolves, so we go with the marsupials. (laughs) And not the dingoes. But here, again, marsupials, as in also kangaroos. That's true.
0: And also hamsters. (laughs) That I didn't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, that said, the Bunyip were well-renowned for being able to box. (laughs) And they did have a love for shredded paper, so that would make sense. (laughs) The more you know. I can can...
2: (laughs) I can imagine a Chronicle now with Bunyip <laughs> and The Hunt for Shredded Paper.
0: <laughs> they get their boxing gloves ready to go to war. And <laughs> <Yeah>. As <laughs> they so, do in nature. Of
1: course. They of course, yeah. <laughs> make that is own. one of
2: the, the version differences, is um, why they actually picked the thylacine instead of something else. The core book of uh, W20 says that they did it to get a deeper connection to their homeland, while Changing Breeze just uh, says it's because of lack of kin. In my opinion, it's both. There was a lack of kin that they could pick from, and they wanted to get closer to the homeland. And at the same time, uh, the Tasmanian wolf was the, the apex predator of the area. Uh, they were through all out, all of Australia and Tasmania. So, regardless if it's a wolf or not, you're going to go with the biggest badass on the block if you have a choice. And that's who that was at the time.
0: Oh, sure, if you have a choice. And I definitely agree that, you know, those those two answers aren't mutually exclusive. But but they can absolutely both be true. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, you you'll love to see those differences. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, now I I wonder from a behind the scenes standpoint uh-huh. if if they were chosen over again, say like the dingo, because they had to be dead, because of course the thylacine uh, is extinct.
1: Right. Right. No. Okay. No. I'm Absolutely. following. Yeah, it makes
0: sense because so, dingo's so no, still yeah, are around. So so there's no kin. Huh. Also, we can't call them baby eaten bastards, and I feel like that That's might true, have too. been a. That might have been a deciding factor. You'll get a bad rap. Right? Like, suddenly you don't feel so bad for them, you know? They're running around eating babies all day. I'm glad they're dead. (laughs) Trying not to. See, it's not fair when you don't laugh. (laughs) No. (laughs) When (laughs) when you hold the laugh in.
1: Just trying not to
0: sing the song. Oh, my God, no. We, we're not doing the musical today. <laughs> so, like, I you know. We're not on, on uh, the Bunyips culture, though. they were they were very spiritually inclined? Uh, Absolutely. Were, like, probably the most so of the nation, and you at know, the time, because again, there they don't exist now. Well,
1: twelve of them do, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, right, right. So I
2: would actually argue that the Bunyip were more attuned with the spirituality and, and their their spiritual culture. Um, even among the modern tribes today. Like, I think they, they were more in tune than even the stargazers. And the primary reason for that is because of their ability to enter the Umbra. They were the only tribe that could basically enter the Umbra nearly at will, without a focusing device, without reflectiveness, without, you know, looking at themselves in the water or whatever. They could just decide they wanted to go to the Umbra a lot of times, and that's
0: what they did. Interesting. Well, I, you know, I mean, I think we could argue... I mean, your version, depending, obviously, because mm-hmm. in some... There's definitely a level of um, a gauntlet issue I think could also be brought up. I mean, I'm not uh, I haven't gone there to measure, but I can't imagine the gauntlet in the Outback's overly thick.
1: Well, that's that's what I was going to ask next. Is it because you're, you're bringing up gauntlet? You know, there's a lot less of an issue to get to the Umbra there, so it makes it easier for them specifically. Well, I, I think
0: both can be true. Okay. Again, not mutually exclusive. Because yeah, they were they were super spiritually inclined. Uh, they were kind of weird, <laughs> you know, in in uh, terms of uh, the scale, the Garu scale. Right. Absolutely. Well,
1: I mean, they, they're they already weird
0: been. because they weren't wolves. So well, well, we're talking even before that; they'd always been kind of outsiders anyway. Okay. So it, it made their decision to move to Australia, pack up their house, and leave. <laughs> I make it sound like it's just like they got a midlife crisis and fuck it, we're going to Australia. But Gonna buy a motorcycle on the way. <laughs> he, was, he was right over that
1: water. Fuck it. Um, he said midlife crisis. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, <laughs> yeah
1: we know They were what the uh,
2: the children of Gaia seemed to aspire to be in modern times. Now, the Bunyip were very pacifistic. They were very spiritual. But even though they were pacifists, they were quick to defend themselves. They were quick to defend things that are underneath their charge.
0: Yeah, so I would Ideal. It's definitely what the children of Gaia aspire to. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't call them pacifists, but they weren't. A warlike tribe, you know they, they were they weren't your I, I would, warriors. I, yeah, I would. I would put them again, like we said earlier, closer with the stargazers. Well, the stargazers will fuck you up, but they'll be cool about it while they're doing it. <laughs> Teach a lesson or two, you know. <laughs> Everyone, the hippie whoops your ass. Just saying. Yeah, but I, and I, we're not al- we're not allowed to use that word on this show. Yeah, we don't. Oh. Just, we've never <laughs> said that. We we have never no. called a tribe that word, and no. we will continue to not. <laughs> Everyone still get shit for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the politically correct alternative to that word, so my no. apologies. No, no, it's, cool. not a, it's not a political correctness issue.
1: No, it, it, we, we, we called someone we knew a hippie. We never called any of the tribes hippies. And then for,
0: yeah, for weeks we took shit for calling <laughs> yeah. a particular tribe a hippie, which never happened. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I see. Now I'm called it. <laughs> Those words were never used together. <laughs> they, they were used, just not together, right. <laughs> Like we bring it up. We're just inviting this again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. What's wrong with us? Someone's be like, Well, you said this and
1: this. I'm like, Yep, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for reminding us.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here for you. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but so, you know, the Bunny Up, they, they lived their whole deal until they didn't. And I think, you know, unless I'm jumping, I think, am I jumping the gun here?
1: I mean, we're talking about now. Why they don't exist.
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to run right into the War of Tears. I feel like, am I jumping the gun, Grant? What do you think?
2: Uh, I mean, there's still a lot we can we can backpedal on, honestly, because, you know, we haven't touched on the fact that the Bunyip didn't have Metis, or Metis, Oh, how are you supposed to pronounce it? it, it it's Metis. Yeah, Kentucky gets in my mouth. So. Well, there, um, there
1: was a phonetic spelling, Met-is. Right. we right. Is. So, HPJ seven. Um... Maybe, maybe seven into... and eight is the same page, so it doesn't matter.
2: Anyway, <laughs> 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 well, we didn't touch about the fact that they didn't have those allegedly. Um, so they, they <coughs> allegedly, it didn't really break that that aspect of the litany. No. And then at the same time, we also didn't touch on the fact that their kerns, kerns, excuse me, were more protected than the average kern, like non-bunyip couldn't just walk into their cairns. They couldn't use a moon bridge to get into them. They couldn't enter into them. They needed special rituals and special like access given to them by the Rainbow Serpent or
0: one of the Bunyips itself. Well, that's a thing, too. I mean, that, that presents a problem today, but, again, getting ahead of ourselves, you point out the Rainbow Serpent, and that's another one of those version changes that we talk about. because different editions? And, yeah, in different editions, because sometimes they're told it was the Rainbow Serpent, and sometimes it's Bunyip itself. Okay.
1: See, I don't. I didn't get as far as the Rainbow Serpent. I know that Bunyip himself was the totem, but he yeah, didn't go far back enough. I didn't go far back, back enough. Okay. Originally, well, uh, the Bunyip was The tribal totem.
2: Was the Rainbow Serpent?
0: Hmm. And then, I, and I suppose they made that change because of the uh, the real world connotations uh, from the practices. I mean, I, I would believe that it would make it the would most s- sense. I mean, I'm speculating here, but I'm just I would assume. Uh, I don't know why they did. Yeah. But I mean, it's in,
2: in Rage Across Australia is when they detail that Rainbow Serpent is their chief totem. And at the same time, uh, it was also a major Australian incarnate. So it was a very powerful spirit. And then they actually go on to say that once the bunya expired, that the Guru Nation was just cut off from this spirit. They had no idea what, what happened with the spirit. It went into the
0: dream time or whatever. And then, of course, mind you that uh, until Werewolf 20, mm-hmm. Rage Australia was the primary source like kind of the only source for the Bunya. Oh, you know, it was the Past Lives book, but that's it was the primary source. The primary source, <laughs> Got yeah. It.
2: Okay, no, right. And they actually changed it um, to Bunya in Wild West
0: is when they changed it. Is that, that a fact? Huh. Hmm. I didn't know they were in Wild West. Were we'll referred to in the Wild West. They were. They were for, about it. Okay, that makes
1: sense. Because of course they
0: couldn't be playable in a time where they were alive and well. I mean, doesn't you. stick in my craw in the slightest. <laughs> what? You kidding? You sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should wait until that Dark Ages episode will have some words to say. Oh, no, moving on. <laughs> okay,
1: yep, leaving that alone. Ah.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, so they they detailed what the Bunyip in What was because the bunyip at that time were still alive. Um so they didn't mention them, but they also stated that the Bunyip pretty much had little to no reason to go to America at the time. Obvious reasons. So Well it was sweet of them to make that decision
0: for us, I think is my point.
2: I mean, it leaves <sighs> it open for us uh, storytellers, vault writers, to make a Wild
0: West book on Australia. Well, certainly now, but 20 years ago, when Wild West came out, 25 years ago, whatever, oh, I, I mean, guess you could yeah, go to BJ's Anzibars and... <sighs> yeah. I'm sure there's
2: something there for That, it, that right? setting got the short end of the stick. It really did. Well,
0: I, I think all the alternate werewolf settings got the short end of the stick. <laughs> I, that's that's what it was.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's really not a whole lot written about just what with the bunny up been amazing if we would have got a try book at some point maybe like a stretch goal or something <clears throat> but tent Ken's over they just didn't do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> like me well
0: something. by the time by the time this airs apocalypse the, the kickstarter for apocalypse it's over so <laughs> yeah, it's over today actually yeah so there's no there's no bunny up book there's no pro book the end because we're all 20s now over <sighs> you have to leave the guys like me and Chris gunning and you know, all the others that write for the vault to make up something that's viable,
1: yeah. counting on
0: you. Ho- hopefully that happens because counting on you. You know, <laughs> it, it was the can of worms by doing the White Howlers one. Yeah, because didn't they do it like two or three times? No, no, they did. Um, they they did the White Howler Tribe book, right? Okay, so and, so you and did they did it well. That's yeah. the thing.
1: The book is well. It's it's done well. So they did one of the lost tribes, right? But not the other two.
0: See what I mean? Whitehallers
1: get all the attention. And then they also did the Black Spirals
0: tribe book like four times. That's a, diff- that's a story for a different tribal episode.
1: Okay. <laughs> Hinting towards that too then. well, no, you know, I
0: have feelings about, I mean, that's, that's, that is my stance on a Black Spiral tribe book is I have a problem with it on the grounds that how many editions of Book of the Worm do we have? Uh-huh. And each one of those calls the Black, they had to dedicate a chapter to the Black Spirals and call it the Black Spiral tribe book. So, we've had more Black Spiral tribe books than we have anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't need another one. Give us stuff we didn't have. Yeah. We'll, like we'll a talk, Bunyip book. Right. We'll, we'll talk about that on the.
1: Oh, yeah, we will. The White Howlers episode or the Black Spirals episode. No, let's talk about some Bunyip. So, here,
2: here's thing about the Bunyip that I really found interesting. And in, in all of the Australian fair, for that matter. They were all more or less aware of each other. Even if they were indifferent, they still knew they existed, including the Naga, who, as you know, are, are notoriously, you know, secretive and hidden. There are some version differences about the Naga, but by and large, for the most part, prior to W-20 establishing some version differences, even the Naga knew about the Bunyip and vice versa. The only ones that really had a problem with the Bunyip were the Ananasi, and they're the ones that actually kind of pushed the thylacines to near extinction by provoking the aboriginals to go ahead and kill them all. So I always thought that was a very interesting perspective. They, that's one of the few things, and an they kind of are ignored a lot of times about the impact they've had on the Pharaoh, but they've been underlying genocidal manipulators. Like, the, they're the ones that started the wipeout out in the genocide of the Neanderthals. They did for the thylacine Tigers.
0: You know, there's no telling how widespread it is for them just killing off other people for whatever reason. Well, I'm glad you bring that up, because it's not... Stutchy bastards. Well, it, it, it's something that I think gets overlooked, you know, is is there's this perception and I get where it comes from because I've read the damn books. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that the War of Rage was the Garu or big meanies going after all the poor, innocent other shifters. And it's like, no, everyone hates everyone for, for, for onesies. Yep. You know, it, it's not that simple. And, you know, um, you point to right here, like we are talking about with the Adanasi, but everyone seems like, oh no, no one else did anything wrong. It was just the Garu... Who uh-huh. evil in genocide It's like, no, 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 everyone is an asshole. Here. Yeah, nobody <laughs> liked
1: anybody else. I mean, what? hell, there are several of them. They said they don't like each other.
0: You know, allegedly the only innocent party would be the, the Kamatots.
1: <laughs> I was going to say the Kamatots, yeah. <laughs> or
0: or per- perhaps the Koraks, the because they always <laughs> get a free pass.
1: Because <laughs> everyone feels bad.
0: Uh, every, everyone <laughs> gives them a free pass, so maybe them too. But you can't... No, everyone... Everyone was the bad guy. I mean, the we, Garu just won.
1: <laughs> and we, we talked about the, we did the whole entire thing with the Bastet, right? How many times did we each had a tribe where they would say, a tribe of Bastet, mm-hmm. and they would say that this tribe doesn't like this tribe, this tribe, or this tribe? Sure. And that was just talking about Bastet. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying, it's refreshing to hear a scenario where another Pharaoh is is responsible for shit. <laughs>
2: Right, I agree. Yeah, hey, who's not responsible for anything
0: is the Nuisha. I don't do shit. They just giggle. I would wager. You know, when we do our try our, our breed single episodes, mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's going to be a diatribe or two about how the Nuisha secretly fucking provoked everything. Probably <laughs> just because of them started it all. The, the entire in, thing. They <laughs> thought it'd be funny and it just it got out of hand.
1: They provoked the war of shame. They provoked the war of rage. They provoked the war of tears. War of the Worlds. That was Keanu Reeves. Never mind. Whoa. Yeah. So. <laughs> i talk about Keanu Reeves. I don't know. That's just enough. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so like. <laughs> What's next, y'all?
0: Well, I <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: So it it is hard to, to speak about the Bunyip because there's such a lack of information, and there's there's only like three real books, four books we count the core. Yep. That really have a lot of information. You know, you have Rage Across Australia from the revised edition. You got a little you bit have, in Past Lives. I right, have someone changing Gage twenty. Then you have Shattered Dreams, which has to do with the Chronicle, that has to do with uh Guru messing around at the dream time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm traveling all that craziness. So it's it's really difficult to really talk about it.
0: It is. Well, you know, you bring up Shattered Dreams, you know, because in that book they wrote all this new shit for them, specifically just for this book. Yeah, that is where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, Shattered Dreams is is a book game mm-hmm. with you know like like Grant mentioned time travel shenanigans. So. They do this thing where, where they they make the and we're going to talk about the War of Tears in a minute. Uh-huh. They talk about how you know like their fate was cast long ago when they accepted the transformation that that you know tied them with the with the the, the marsupials. You know it's their strange new home, and with this change, they're guardians of the timeways. And <sighs> what?
1: <laughs> that sounds like a lot of extra stuff that was
0: like. Just thrown in there as filler. I'm going to quote here: "The Bunyip collected many hidden time streams across the Australian landscape." What the fuck? Thank you. See, so they they locked all these these dream lines away in the Umber, in their umbral homeland, safe from the worm and as blind servants. The marsupial guard didn't seek to control the rule time; they simply fulfilled their duties. Why are they time lords? What? Yeah. <laughs> Shattered Dreams done some crazy stuff. Yeah, I think I just bummed out Grant here. <laughs> I, I didn't
1: read. I've never read Shattered Dreams. Yeah. And I know a lot of people will talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I knew there was information on here in Shattered Dreams that I purposely didn't look up so we can have this discussion here on the podcast.
0: Oh, oh so I could hurt your head I, on the air.
1: I guess. I wasn't the intent of, but like... Oh, you had no idea. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I was just like I said. I was just going for the learning part, so I can learn the thing and we oh, have sure. a discussion on it. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, they're fucking time Lords now.
0: They're all Doctor Who. Now I know, and I'm not happy about it. it it's just so out there for werewolf, right? And and it yeah. it irritates me because like, maybe okay, maybe I'm the asshole here, but I don't think they needed like a uh, like a, like a funky hat to be special or cool. No. I, I feel like this decision came from everyone sitting around going, how do we make the Bunyip interesting? They were already interesting. You didn't have to do weird shit.
1: I mean, we, we said it. each of their own tribes all have their own thing. Yeah, and they're all interesting. some more than others, some have different storylines that are what make them them. But to add something like this, it doesn't make sense. I'm very yeah, very confused.
0: You wanna you wanna lend a hand digging this hole we're making right now, Grant? <laughs>
2: uh, uh, I really don't want to touch it because it just pisses me off. The whole shattered dreams and how they, the direction they took with it. Yes. I concur that it was unnecessary to give them that type of of overlap. And I knew they were trying to, to make the Dreamtime more intuitive and have some type of impact of you know Indigenous Australian pharaoh and. Them using the Dreamtime in a meaningful way. Got it, cool. They could have done it differently instead of locking it into a single tribe. I mean, you had the Kamazats who were a close ally of of the Bunyip. You had the Mokole who were there, and, and they had a good relationship there. You had the Naga that were there. The Rokea, even though they pretty much ignored the Bunyip and what was going on, on mainland, they still knew you know what was going on. They still were there, and they could have been reached out and used that type of capacity it's a lost it's a missed opportunity in my opinion they could have created some type of coalition similar to the adi in africa from back then you know during the victorian era and prior that would have been for guarding the dream time and expand on the concept of the dream time having uh like basically an evolution of the menaces and different you know timeline possibilities and such and so on and so forth so it frustrates me that they kind of took an easy way out, if that's the direction they wanted to go in. I lock again in with the bunyip and be saying that, oh, once the bunyip is gone, all this shit's shattered, all this stuff is done, and you're just out of luck. Because there are already so many things that they could have done with it. i got to say.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, uh, you could have done anything with this, is the thing. You know, they, they could have made it, um, you know, related to, I maybe mean, we've heard whispers of another Gaia somewhere out in the Umbra. Or the deep vast expanse of whatever they could have done something like that. They, they could have done uh, really anything they wanted to. And you know, in this great mystery of why this area in this land in this section is special, you're right. You could have incorporated the other pharaoh. But I mean, I hear time travel, and I don't care what we're in. You know, if time travel is not part of the original premise, I'm already rolling my eyes. Okay. I'm I'm sorry, but I can't help but feel like the idea of working time travel into this. Has to do with the fact that it's called the Dream Time. <sighs> I, I,
1: I, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like such an I, I asshole. I don't know why
0: they did it. Right, like I, I feel like such an asshole insinuating that they 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 made that correlation on that basic, simple of a level and ran with it. But is there a better explanation though? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the worst version.
1: All right, well, So let's try and break this down. <laughs> what was the dream time? So it's basically the, the concept of how reality began
2: to, you know it, before I get ahead of myself, um, dreaming is typically what it is what it's called. The dream time is just a common way to refer to the dreaming. As I said it's got a lot of variants based on tribe to tribe there. I mean the world of darkness it is uh, the concept of the spiritual world of Australia. So it's like the Umbra, but kind of like super sized. Uh, so and the dreaming in our reality uh, it, it has to do with like every spirit has its own you know spirit, everything has its own spirit and they're all interconnected. and perception of this reality is one of the things that was given to the Aboriginal tribes by the Creator to help them understand their place in the world and help them understand their overall reality, how they fit into things. Uh, the World of Darkness just kind of made it a super-sized umbra um, and different things are specifically attuned to it. You know, Australian spirits and, and totems and things like that. They really didn't go too deep into the cultural aspect of the Dreaming. Thankfully, because that would have been a, a huge misstep on their part.
0: Yeah, that's not
2: necessary.
1: <laughs> so that would have been the misstep. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I agree
0: that, that that's not necessary. Okay. Because at that point we're talking about human institution at that point uh, okay. and a human okay. belief structure and that's not necessary in werewolf right because they're not human exactly okay you know we talked earlier about the judeo-christian stuff and vampire mm-hmm. but vampire is linked with humanity because they were humans
1: at one time
0: you, you, you know what i mean like okay. there's there's a there's a connection there but there isn't there doesn't need to be one in werewolf gotcha you know, okay you know think about um the norse mythology you mm-hmm. know to the Geta Fenris. Where, of course, the Geta Fenris version of that Norse mythology doesn't match up with the human ones at all. And why would it? Because in one, Fenrir is this evil, you, you know, murder yes. beast murder uh, from hell. Wolf dog from hell, yes. And the other is Grandfather Wolf and take a knee or else. <laughs> <laughs> right? It can be both. So yeah. it's it's kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you that's know, like, I, I totally agree. We
1: didn't need to get into the, yeah. I just, I was, I think I was more curious if it, how much of it linked to um, the Macole, the D- Uh Kind of. It doesn't
2: really. I mean, so the world it...
1: darkness. They definitively has. They they've linked
2: uh the, the concept of possibility with the dreaming, which is okay. It's not exactly correct if you're looking at it from the real life perspective, because the dreaming and the real life perspective is like a combination of animism and then the Greek concept of logos. Greek concept of logos has to do with you know, everything has a purpose. It, the purpose is predefined. And your, your goal in life is to figure out where you fit in and how it's, how it's done. The Dreaming already established that. So they established the patterns of life for the Aboriginal people. And they, they believe that it established how animals are supposed to act, how the trees are supposed to be, how the very rocks are supposed to be and interact with other things, how the weather is supposed to act. So it, it's this all-encompassing structure of like how the world is supposed to be. Werewolf, they just kind of took it, just sort of used the animism aspect of it, but not really.
1: But again, it's it's their own fictional setting and change things how they need to.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Now, I I do want to double back on something. Because, you know, I I have been saying dream time and and Grant, you're saying Dreaming, and I want to clarify, I mean, I'm not asking you, I know, I want to clarify for everybody that this is not, when we say Dreaming, it's not related to Changeling. (laughs) oh okay that's why i was saying dream time it's not related to changeling so anyone out there who's maybe getting lost and wondering what this has to do with it nothing nothing is what it has to do with with changeling gotcha (laughs) just needed that out there because i feel like there's five people going (laughs) what (laughs) just scratching their heads and i want to (laughs) just don't worry about it guys that's not related i know jack all about changeling so neither do
1: i but it's but you know enough where you needed to
0: clarify that. That's changing I, the dreaming. I'll see, it's already more than I knew. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, so I knew that there's at least five people out there. Okay. okay. Who, no, who might have been very confused after this conversation, so I just need to clear that up. Sorry.
1: That's fair. All right. Well, then, can we hit the, the war of tears,
0: then? Absolutely, we can hit the war of tears. Grant, you still with yeah. us? Yeah. Okay, there you are. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm here. I'm, I'm just double-checking. Just unfortunate. <laughs> um, the War of Tears is, uh, I mean, obviously this is the thing made them the Lost Tribe. Uh-huh. This was the event that led to their death. And it's important to bring up again, because this is the second in their series, that the the end of each of these Lost Tribes is a lesson. And this is why I have, this is part of why I have a problem with this, this change they brought up with Shattered Dreams. Okay. okay. You know, of how their fate was sealed when they, in, in the Guardian, that... The problem is, and, and they did a little retcon of this with, uh, arguably, with the White Howlers, too, and we'll get to that on the day. But you have to keep in mind is that the, the death of the, the Croatan was a lesson in honor. Right. All right. The, the loss of the White Howlers, as we'll get into, was originally a lesson in the folly of, of, of seeking blind glory. It, it was a lesson about glory. Okay. You know, as originally told, they marched down in those worm tunnels because they were the best. <laughs> we can handle this. And we're going to get all the glory and take out the worm, fuck it, we win. And then we got black spirals. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get black spirals. But with, with the Bunyip was a lesson of wisdom and the lack thereof. So kind of like humility then? So, well, it, it was it was the mistake that was made. What it, what it comes down to, as we learn in Rage Australia, is that there 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 was a third party involvement <laughs> but essentially when other Garus started showing up in australia you know they didn't hit it off super well with the bunyip to begin with well again they're right. weird different. and not wolves exactly they're 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 weird and strange and what the hell and what aren't they sharing and they're they're, they're, they're everything about them is foreign uh-huh. but the real heart of it i would say came from arguments with the red talents and you will, uh, you read Rage Australia, the story in the beginning. It talks about uh, Wormbait or the Red Talon, how he killed the last Bunya. So the Red Talons were the ones who took out it, the Bunya. It, it's, we're not doing a one-for-one one here. We're not going, it was them and only them.
1: Yeah, if you
0: don't mind, I'll
2: interject and, and kind of, because this is touching onto a concept that I find to be really interesting, and I've actually built a chronicle about it uh, oh, for my table. by all means um, then. So... The first thing is, when it comes to the extermination of the Bunyip in the War of Tears, the whole extermination, the genocide itself, um, while the Ananasi did kind of manipulate things to get the Tasmanian tiger killed off, Tasmanian wolf, thylacine, whatever you want to call it, Mara the Scream was actually a black spiral dancer that was in Australia, and she actually manipulated the European guru to go ahead and and start the genocide. So what I really like about that is that you you have Nada is the one... The the, the corrupted Naga that actually manipulated things to start the War of Rage. And then you have, you know, Mara the Scream, who was also obviously warm-tainted, because she's a black spiral dancer, manipulated the Guru to trigger the War of Tears. Awesome thing about that is that you have Kalia, which is is this massive death spirit, one of the terrible dragon spirits, who's actually referred to as, like, Gaia's Grim Reaper. Like, this is the badass spirit she sends off to kill somebody when she personally wants you dead. She's only been used twice. Wants to kill Venata, and wants to kill Mara the Scream. So I've actually built a chronicle uh, for my table back in the day where there was a third unknown person which caused the fall of the White Howlers. And then Kalia, you know, wiped them out too. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see the Guru Nation manipulated by a third party who trigger
1: these genocidal acts. Very easily done.
0: It can be. You know, thank you for bringing up Mara the Scream. I was... <laughs> Ready to say it? <laughs> yes, but no. Um, I was going to say that in the in that story brought in Rachel Australia is you know she confronts Wormbaiter, and is basically like, "Ha ha! I fucking did this. You're dumb." Really? Oh yeah. No, she shows up and is like, "This this was me." Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. Of course. Oh man. Yeah. No, she shows up to gloat. It's like it's the story. Like the death of the of the last bunny of his is like a footnote of the story. The story is really about how she just fucking tricked them the whole yeah. time. <laughs> it, it's one of the ones that's worth reading. <laughs> okay. And that's why I look to this this idea of when, when you change the circumstances around those tribes
1: mm-hmm.
0: here where, where Shattered Dreams suggests that they had sealed their own fate because they made the change, I, that it takes away the lesson. A lack of wisdom is, is ultimately, I mean, that was the point. These mm-hmm. were tales of, you know, behind the surfaces, these were tales about glory, honor, and wisdom. And in what those mean, and what a lack of those can do, and that's why that kind of retcon irritates me so much, because now that just threw away the point. Yeah, there's no longer a lesson in that. Now, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, of course that's not. You know, granted, as Grant pointed out, the Thasi they're they're gone, allegedly, and and I don't really mean allegedly, but if you look through the books, there's there's kind of uh, and I, I think I just chuckle there, Grant. Yeah, there's um there's a through line of maybe they're not dead after all.
1: Oh, one of those, really? <laughs> And you know, even today, I
2: can uh, lean into that if you want me to. Oh, please! <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, we mentioned the child of Gaia earlier, and there is actually a, a nice little plotline in in canon lore where you have a particular child of Gaia who is named—I uh, always mess those one up. It's like Cer- Cernerus, and he's a Metis. You know, he's generally you know disenfranchised about life for whatever reason, and he. It was one of the kin kinfolk uh, originally of the Bunyip Lake. so he's kin of the Bunyip, even though he's a child of Gaia. And he began to actually clone the Tasmanian wolves from stolen genetic material. Like he'd go to the museums and labs and stuff and steal DNA, and he actually cloned them. Towards the end of the revised series, uh, edition, sorry, um, and then he actually used you know some nice Weaver skills to uh, make those clones have babies, and those babies actually smelled like guru. You know, they had their first change at around two or three years old, and they actually formed their own little pack. So he was super excited whenever, you know, he, he mated these, these clones to have basically pseudo Bunyip. Uh, they were, like, overly brutal, overly aggressive, super hardcore, and obviously that's definitively not what the Bunyip was. And then he figured out that a uh, spiritual aspect of of that breed was filled in with warm spirits. So he basically made war wolves. Like the Pintex did, but with Bunyip.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: Silence. Just silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know you were going to talk about the Bunyip Twelve. <laughs> oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. When, when, when you when you said lean in, I thought you were going to lean in about the, the rumors of the Thylacines, the the, the the sightings of them, and all that. I didn't know you were going to the Bunyip Twelve. Oh yeah, that I wasn't really prepared like, for that. Yet. Some, the rumors that there's some <laughs> Tasmanian tigers still existing out there in Tasmania. <laughs> Just uh, it's okay. very no. well hidden. So. But yeah, you you bring up the the bunch of twelve. Is yeah, he he cloned them and was so proud of his babies, and, and you know started to notice that things were going fishy. And uh, I believe it's an apocalypse when uh, they they we make the worm connection, and right. they end up calling themselves the Hollow Walkers and make him uh, make a stance dance as well. But I you know I reject that. Just full stop. I do. Um, not that they came out wrong, but the worm connection came yeah, out wrong. Oh, the worm connection you're just it, rejecting. Okay. It being flat out cloned children of science, it, it I, I feel the weaver connection would be more appropriate. Uh-huh. Besides the fact we already have evil worm Garu.
1: Right. See, I was thinking they were one and the same, or at least they're gonna connect in some way. How so? I don't know. Okay. I was just That's trying true. to see it. Oh no, yeah, it. you were
0: yeah, you were okay. Yeah. You're learning this right now. Exactly. So, yeah. Why don't you have a full plan for them immediately? Uh, uh-huh. no. Because I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I love that through line because it, it's been there pretty much since the beginning of, of the attempts to to clone them. You, you look back as far as Warriors of the Apocalypse, Sarnia's Armour of the Goddess is a rage card. So is detailed in Warriors of the Apocalypse talking about trying to resurrect the Bunya. Wow. Oh. See, that I didn't know either. So, to finally, in Revised, have the bunny up 12 happen, and it was in a world of rage, I thought it was super cool, and super appropriate that they didn't come out right. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. You're, you're trying to clone a thing that... And again, maybe we get, shouldn't. Yeah, we, we get back into that Garu Gene, well, there is no Garu Gene, well, then how did DNA find GLS? Well, right. You know, that shit. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm connecting it's, the it's, dots here. Slow. It, it really is, you know, and it's... You, you, hate, you hate it when that happens. When you come to these these contradictions in the lore, mm-hmm. but like, oh no, that makes sense. There wouldn't be a Garou except if there's no Garou Jean, then like these five fucking plot lines that you guys wrote don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? There isn't. There isn't. Storyteller discretion, I guess. It becomes it at that point because it, you know it, it's a source of how many arguments and debates out there. Because both answers are right and both answers are wrong. Solid. <laughs> but no, the same thing with the different scenarios of the Apocalypse.
2: They expanded the meta plot to such an extent, but then it was, well, which one is?
0: Which one do you want to use in your game? Well, right, it had yeah. like four
2: major differences.
0: Oh, definitely. But then again, the Apocalypse book set out to just offer suggestions for scenarios. Absolutely. None of those were canon. They might be now, but that's a different show. Oh, Here's the thing, too. Okay.
2: Shattered Dreams isn't canon, technically. They actually say it's not
1: canon.
0: Did they? Did I miss that? Yep. Well, that makes me happier. I don't like It's that just a, a possibility. It's like Apocalypse, but for prehistory.
1: See, then I didn't know. because I, I could have swore, at least um, maybe you did, but I thought somebody else did, too, and said there, there was canon. Well, why would you think it wasn't?
2: I mean, people treat it's canon,
1: but... So so now we know. it's It's not canon. It's merely a suggestion yeah that makes me feel better about the book okay so it's canon in somebody's games
0: someone's game out there it's canon for them cool but yeah i don't i check the time travel shit <laughs> there shouldn't be police boxes in the outback that's all i'm saying it's actually right there at the beginning of the book on page nine you know what then i probably read it and long since forgot about it Literally, it's it's got a it's a note from the pub from the publisher. It's like a sidebar, and it literally
2: says, "While this book is classified as non-canon, it does not make it any less valuable." Fair enough.
1: Yeah, I see a little sigh of relief on your face. Well,
0: I mean, look, it's it's page a, eight at the top, not page nine. Those early pages, yeah, some word shit in there. <laughs> Pay attention, folks. No, <laughs> I mean it's not. I, I don't know if it's a relief. I mean, because at the end of the day. My canon's going to be what my canon is. Right. But, you know, I, I hate to. I'm a huge fan of the book. That's fair. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't like undercutting some of those basic lessons, you know?
1: And you said it. One's a lesson in wisdom, a lesson in glory, a lesson in honor. That makes so much sense why those three are such a huge part of the game and why they're not playable.
0: Right. Because if you bring them back, you take away that. Yeah, you under... Again, you completely yeah. disregard the lesson.
1: <laughs> we bring
0: back the white hollers. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, the bunyip are back and they're totally fine, so it's okay to act without wisdom and not think things through and genocide your own people. Totally cool it's going to work out in the end. Now we know. Right? <laughs> or or in the case of what was made in The change of Shattered Dreams is it's not a lesson in wisdom, it's fate. It's fate. They made their choice.
1: That part bothers me.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: I get it. I know, I see why you're, I don't want to say upset, but... It sticks in my craw. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's about right.
2: Well, something that they did mention in uh, Rage Across to Australia, which would tie into like, if you were going to use your Bunyip in your modern times game, you know, you have what they called the, the was it, the Jindabine, Jindabine Council, however you say it, which was Australia's Adi, basically, but it was only for the different tribes of the Guru. If the Bunyip had survived in the modern times, you could you know, expect them to actually expand that and have, you know, something like the the Yoke or the Adi, where there's actually a multi- Fara organization that that administers over Australia. Australia is huge. A lot of Americans don't realize like that that landmass is this nearly the same size as America. And America is insanely big if you start looking at it as a country. So it would make sense to have this type of Fara council to really handle and administer the affairs of that continent and all the spiritual needs. The Bunyip would play into that uh, so easy. I mean, it'd be great to have them there. The loss is one of the things that, that just contributes to apocalypse. You know, the big three—that's a loss of each renown uh, lesson—and
0: they learned a lesson to prevent apocalypse. No, they did not. You bringing that up reminds me, you know, because I mean, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But again, I think if it did, it would. Um, I know he said it's world the apocalypse, uh-huh. not world the man. Things could have been really bad there. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Alright, we got Danny. Well, shoot, that was a close one. <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez, could you imagine?
2: Glad we didn't kill all the grounder after all.
0: <laughs> right? What a relief. They can just take care of this. Oh, what could have been? I guess I'll have a coffee then. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, the fact of the matter is we did lose the bunyip, And as a consequence... The Umbra of Australia is, we're going to call it a little inhospitable. Oh! Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. So, it, for, it's from, from it
1: being, like, an extremely thin gauntlet,
0: you can just go in and out. Well, it's still a pretty thin gauntlet. I mean, there's still a lot of nothing out there. It's just everything out there hates you because you killed all the bunyip. And that includes yeah. bunyip spirits. Yeah,
1: the spirit world loved the bunyip. Well, you said they were the most spiritually inclined, yeah. so I can imagine. But now, if you go out to Australia, like the Umbra just doesn't want you to be there.
0: Oh, this, this uh, a lot uh, of the spirits uh, are hostile, and again, there are un- there are bunny of ghosts in the outback who will just flat out kill your ass.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that sucks, yeah.
0: but like that's the, awesome.
2: <laughs> the Anunnaki, especially, pretty much fled Australia after the Bunyip fell because. The super badass spirit, which is, I can't exactly, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but it's mentioned in the uh, in the Ananasi breed book, that the, the Yahweh, or, not Yahweh, because that's different, but it's it's spelled Y-A-H-W-I-E, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, Yahweh. but it's a badass spirit that just goes through, and if you're Ananasi in Australia, it's mm. taking you out, it's doing everything it can to, to take you out, and a lot of them, even if they touch Australian soil and then leave, that badass spirit follows into wherever they at and just kills them. Shit. It's like, oh, you're a spider, you're no longer allowed in Australia, period. You come here, you're dead.
1: So, okay, so flat out Ananasi are not
0: even welcome in Australia. I mean, that's. Spirit will kill them. Yeah. And again, and while there is a Gyru presence in Australia, uh-huh. a lot of Octana, there's a Red Talon presence, there's a Glass Walker I mean, there's there's Gyru down there. Okay. Sure. But you don't want to wander around the, the, the umbra of the outback. The you know, umbra and,
1: of the outback. And you think
0: about all those bunyip cairns that are hidden and dormant there still. It's cool to think about. Right? I mean, you could do chronicles on trying to win the support or the... I don't want to use the word forgiveness, but... You won't be, be forgiven. Right, but the favor or whatever you can do. To mend, mend fences with those with those of uh, spirits in hopes of learning some gifts or some secret knowledge or access to a cairn that might help turn the tide. I'm not saying you'd necessarily get it, but even the the attempts to burn, you know, to, to mend some of those fences is grounds for a chronicle all by itself.
1: That's a cool idea. No, I absolutely can see that. You know, favor for a favor kind of thing. Well, I think a few hundred for I killed all of you. <laughs> Okay, so a whole lot of... Chronicles worth the favors.
0: It's like an eye for a soul at that point. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the the
2: biggest thing that really messes with the the Umbra in Australia uh, is the fact that moon bridges don't act the way they do in other parts of the world. Um, They don't sometimes connect to the same place, sometimes they connect to two or three different places at the same time. They don't lead to the same place every time, so there's a lot of uh, packs that decide, "Hey, let's go on a moon bridge and stop by Australia as a detour," and then, well, they just never end up where they're supposed to be. Take they take that left at Australia and end up, you know, lost in wrong turn land somewhere.
0: In Antarctica. That's uh, the same left <laughs> at Albuquerque the Bugs Bunny keeps fucking up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done. <laughs> Well, we're on it. What
0: the fuck's the road system look like down there that he knows where Albuquerque is to make the left turn?
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fucking Looney Tunes, man. They, I mean, sure. I mean, roads are bridges, and bridges are sides of mountains. So,
0: well, roads. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Roads doesn't mean the thing you drive on anymore. It's it's the amount of time it takes to get from one place to oh,
1: another. Oh, see, there's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Fucking words don't matter anymore. That's,
0: uh, yeah, that's... Oof. <laughs> it's a different story for a different Yeah, Yeah, that, uh, that is a salty-ass callback. <laughs> 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 Sorry, folks.
1: Yikes! <sighs>
0: we just like it when words mean the things that they mean around here. <laughs> so, I mean, if you
2: had a pack that was in Australia as a storyteller, and you really wanted them to be able to use... Um, the pathways that's in Australia to, to get from place to place. They had something called Songlines, which is, it's it's part of uh, dreaming, right? It's, it's part of the lore of the dream time. Aboriginal Australians, they, they have these details about it in their sto- stories and songs. If you had one of those packs that somehow gained the patronage of one of the extinct Bunyip um, spirits or whatever, uh, they may theoretically be able to use the Songlines, you know, to jump from place to place. But for the most part, you know, not a lot of people know how to do it. You know, it,
1: It's just a dangerous place to be for Garut overall. So you had to do a lot of favors to get what you would need for these song lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd have to get the patronage of a Bunyip spirit. Or an Australian that's that strong enough to give you access. Yeah. That'd, that'd be crazy. Well, Again, I mean, you can make full chronicles out of that. that oh, absolutely.
0: Cool. And I mean, you got to think about it this way. It's, it's one thing, like, you look at like, the Skullpicks, uh-huh. right, who are related
1: mm-hmm. to the
0: Grandor, fine. But it's it's a totally different animal than the spirit of the thing that your ancestor murdered. Yeah. They're not inclined to help. Right. So, I mean, it's a Herculean task at all. You know, I mean, if I were running that, it would be... I don't know how long before the spirit even acknowledged you. Or chose not to attack you on sight. Oh. And, I mean, that's just to get that foot in the door. mm mm-hmm. Jesus. It's certainly not going to be a, well, you said you're sorry, Mike, so, uh, <laughs> all's forgiven. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is a knife. You know, it's, it's not going to be that simple. It's not yeah, a game of knifey, bl- Spoonie.
2: <laughs> you can't just blow on the didgeridoo and all of a sudden sing <laughs> Kumbaya albums. Right? Didgeridoos are
1: awesome. <laughs> 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 That's my impression of a didgeridoo without yeah. having a didgeridoo.
0: Fuck. <laughs> you need one of those. That smells disgusting. Now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we have to sit in this now. Oh
1: my god. Damn it. I can't even take it out anymore. <laughs>
0: oh, nope, too late. I'm going to make a big fart noise. they are not going to be any consequences. This is.
1: It wasn't supposed to be a fart noise. It was a very bad
0: impression of a didgeridoo. <laughs> and you never thought I'd turn that around on you. No, I...
1: <sighs> Welcome to the show. S- spur of the moment. <laughs> bad decision time.
0: <laughs> the feel Lesson to you all. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's fascinating. The, the potential for what is lost and hidden out there. Mm-hmm. You know, in my games, it certainly isn't going to be Time Portals... I hope not. <laughs> but you look at what's listed in past lives, I believe there's there's some that are suggested or hinted at in uh in Australia, I think. And I believe there's that section World Twenty. So there are like gifts available that you could take and you can look at.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, uh, But you, you have to get the patron nudge to get to it. Right. There's some info on the spear brood out there. It's not a lot, of course. But there's some, and they're mentioned, and well, what's the potential there? I think there's a lot of ground if, if you want to try to do this healing wounds of the past, and and in making trying to make good on on those mistakes, I think there's a lot of potential for for the bunyip up and a lot of mystery. You know how I you know how I love my my deep werewolf mysteries that uh-huh. you can just dive into and hey, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I mean, we said it though. I mean, you have the not the speculation, but like the making up for the. The Sins with the Shadow Lords and the Kemetats. Yes. And then, what was the other one? I don't remember now. All of a sudden.
0: It's a great example.
1: Uh, and I, I, obviously it wasn't a thing, but I had I had mentioned that it could be a possibility with the Get and the Gerhal as far as fixing past mistakes. So, yeah, any pack out there to run a game and, and try and mend fences with
0: the Bunyip, that's, hell yeah. It's a very different thing than trying to undo what was done. Right. Agreed, yeah. you do not going to undo it. Right. Don't, I mean, you could. Because your story, look, you can do whatever your storyteller says. Right? Your storyteller writes it, it's going to happen. I guess. But don't do that. <laughs> don't undo it. Don't undercut the lesson. The lesson's important. But, yeah, man. Trying to make up for those, those past mistakes. Trying to reclaim. Even if you fail. Mm-hmm can still be a good story. You know, the end of that the end of that chronicle, well, that two or three chronicles trying to win the favor of the bunyip and gain those secrets can end with, yeah, you're not gonna. And that can be a lesson in itself. Right? I mean, it's a little unsatisfying for your players, but certainly they can be rewarded in other ways in the nation for the attempt. That doesn't mean that the bunyip are going to go, yeah, you know, fuck it, you, you guys are cool after all. Don't worry about that whole murder thing. We forgive you, <laughs> right? You, you know, you can't save them, maybe, <laughs> or you can't save them, but it, maybe there's nothing you can do that'll make it right. But the fact that you tried to make it right is important. It can still be rewarding, right? Just not maybe in the way that you expected to be when you got into it. Maybe you
1: know? they, maybe you're taught like a new gift that only the Bunyip had, or something.
0: Oh, possibly, but you and know, there's a bunch of them.
1: Do they really are? No, oh, I'm curious now. Like, like what? Like a lot of gifts.
2: They I mean, they have a full spectrum of gifts detailed in past lives and Age Across Australia.
1: Like that's specifically yeah. only the Bunyip knew though. Well, there's some crossover. Well, some overlap, yeah, but there's there's some overlap. There's, some overlap. there's some overlap everywhere. I'm sure there is. So I'm just curious if if you get either one of you had something specific. I didn't write any down.
0: They they have some uh-huh. in twenty right. Or is there another book in, in the 20 line I'm thinking of? It might be Shattered Dreams. Jesus. <laughs> that would so suck mean. if this. That would be. <laughs> the joke's on me, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either way, there are, there are places where that stuff, there's some stuff listed, which is really nice because there was a time when that was not going to happen. right? Like, at all. No, I mean, there was a, they talked about this. I want to say Ethan Skemp did. Okay. But don't quote me on it. Uh, this was during the development process of Werewolf 20. You know, on that Kickstarter, you know, you get the dev diaries. and uh-huh. You know, they, it was a, it was an interactive process for a while on, on Werewolf 20. Cool. Where, like, you know, people really had some input. And he, I believe it was Ethan, talked about how there was a culture in White Wolf back in the day. And I was a part of this, so I know about it. Not a part of White Wolf, but uh-huh. I was big in the community. That, you know, you can do whatever you want in these games, but there's certain things you can't do. Right, we've mentioned yeah, we, that before. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, like, oh, you yeah, know you can do whatever you want, except don't, not that. Not so fast, asshole. <laughs> in, in bringing back the Lost Tribes... Was one of those was things. ...was that thing for a werewolf. Okay. Have whatever you want. No, you can't bring the White Howlers back. And you know what? That's why the Bunyip weren't detailed in the Wild West. That's why the Croton weren't in Dark Ages.
1: Huh. Because
0: if we gave you info on them here you could use them there, and you can't use them, but you can do whatever you want.
1: You can do whatever you want, just
0: not just, this. Just not the stuff on the don't list. Huh. It, it was just always the way, you know, And they they made they, they said they wanted to change that up with Werewolf 20. Right. So, since 20, a lot more information wow. came out, but that doesn't mean there's a lot of information, unless you're a white holler. <laughs> right,
2: right, of course. Wow. Of course. Wow. Well, yeah. S- since we did mention Bunny up Only Gifts, there is one gift, um not really sure. Was I think it was a rank 4 or 5. It's a really high-level gift. Oh, shit. But it's got a lot of potential, and compared to other rank 5 gifts, it's not really overpowering, unless you make it overpowering. But anyway, so what the Bunyip could do is that they could enter any body of freshwater and then emerge from another freshwater body, uh, regardless of distance. That's stupid so, cool. <laughs> right. They, they could just do what... They, they spent, like, a couple of Genosis points, walked to, you know... Lake Titicaca, and then they come out, you know, somewhere in, in Australia, instantaneously.
1: That's... Know. What the... It's not like that Glasswalker gift, where they can look through any of those windows from there, that two-block radius or
0: whatever that was. Hmm. I thought you were going to say, or they can jump through
1: phones. No. But yeah, that gift had the potential <laughs> to be super OP. Um, was it, it also a Glasswalker like like that you can bun- you- pop up from a... Is that There was another gift, I'm trying to remember who it was by. I think it was the Glasswalker. You can hide in one shadow and pop up from another shadow.
0: Uh, That sounds uh, Shadow Lordy. That that is a gift.
1: I I remember it was, I mentioned it to Tom, like this would be badass for you. Too bad you're not this tribe. I don't remember which
0: tribe it was, but... Mm. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, but the bunny, you know, the... Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> you go from one body of water to another. Yeah, that's yeah. I, can see oh, that. I wonder how bad you could abuse that. Oh, very. Like just for shits and grins, right? Like what constitutes a body of water? <laughs> it Has to be fresh water. That was the restriction. Couldn't be salt water, but it had to be fresh water. Still okay.
1: You could still abuse that. You could still
0: because because hear me out, right? You know, maybe a glass. Is a glass a body of water? Well you have to submerge yourself. Is a a bathtub? Yes. So you keep a keep a bathtub.
1: (laughs) That whole times.
0: You just just keep it keep it in there. Yep. That's your ticket, baby. Just call your mama. Hey mom, fill up the tub
2: for me. I'll be there in a few minutes.
1: Right? That's the oddest statement I think I've ever heard on this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that might win. I didn't really I didn't process those words as, 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 you, as you said them, Grant. saying something. Right? That might go on a t shirt. With with your name attributed, Grant. Yep. Yes, yeah, we're
2: <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> Might
0: add an Esquire to your name, too, just for shits and grins. Perfect. I'll go, loses his mind for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's not a fucking Esquire. Take that shit off.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. I love it. (laughs) Holy. Oh, man. Sorry, I got tears in my eyes after that one. Oh,
0: Jesus. You may have had to take a second to settle down here. (laughs) (laughs) Something else uh, a high-ranking Bunyip could do that I really,
2: really leaned into whenever I had the Wind Chronicle was that they could actually use a gift. I think it was rank five as well. Or they turn someone else into a black swan. Turn into a white? Black swan, like the bird. Oh! Swan. Okay. Huh. And the crazy thing is, is if they did it to another supernatural, any attributes of that supernatural state was retained, but they couldn't use their abilities. So if they turned a leech, for example, into a black swan, it was a vampiric leech. Still couldn't go out in the sunlight, still needed blood to, to not
0: be in
1: torpor. They couldn't use any of their powers. That's odd. It is odd. I wonder the the connection between the black swans
0: there. I, I uh, it has to
1: do
2: with uh, Australian mythology. There's a, there's a lore involved in it, and actually there's a, there's a lot of folk tales when it comes to about things being turned into black swans or swans. There's a there's a European story about it. There's an Australian story. Uh, that's where that the, the origins of that particular aspect of it come.
0: See, I was just gonna make an Ali Portman joke. <laughs>
2: That too. They're actually turning into swans though, Nat- Natalie Portland. Although that would be a different gift.
0: That would uh, That would be a much greater gift. That's
1: a good gift.
0: I'd be a lot madder about the death of the Bunyip if that was the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Screw this lesson!
0: <laughs> Bring him <laughs> <them>
1: back! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, the change
2: was permanent. Unless the thing that was changed had shape-shifting abilities, it was a permanent
0: change. So, like, we, though, if they had shape shifting abilities, oh my god, were we dealing with like a Kratos Black Spawn scenario? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I think they just changed into the normal form.
1: <laughs> odd. I'm kind of into that, though. <laughs> Probably if Natalie Portman's involved. Well, look, <laughs> I don't want to wear Natalie Portman.
0: You know, we so look.
2: <laughs> they did it as a punishment, obviously, against people that were doing what they shouldn't have been doing. You know, it's a, that's a really potent weapon to use against, say, kinfolk. Like, hey, you'll either do what the hell we say, or I'm just going to turn you into a, you know, a quack quack bird.
0: I mean, I feel that's a little unnecessary for kinfolk, because I mean, isn't it good enough to go, you'll do what I say, or I go upside your head?
2: <laughs> yes. The bunyip were nonviolent, typically.
0: Uh, you know. They're Garu. There are levels here. I was gonna say, and yeah. also allegedly, you weren't there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, don't, they still have
0: rage. <laughs> it, I mean, non-violent. Fuck off. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing, though. You know, I mean, they l- less violent. I believe,
1: yeah, non-violent.
0: They're Garu. No, you're lying.
2: They prefer to use the aspect of wisdom to teach, like you were saying. That was their whole Certainly. big stick. Is we don't need to to use this aspect of our existence and our reality because we can use this other aspect. But, so it was kind of a
0: last resort. There'll be a, but at the same time, you know, there are the worm creatures that are popping up and we're not going to talk them to death. Oh, no, they there didn't want out, no problem. So, you know, not less violent for your average Garu, but you know, I, I don't know. I can I, get behind that. I, I would be curious, and I think maybe I would like more information first, but that's not going to happen. But I would, I would be very curious as to set a game during the War of Tears. Huh. During the genocide of the Bunya, Dur- yeah, during the War of Tears, man, you know, maybe play a pack of Bunya. Oh shit! Where they're
1: they've got to survive for their lives. Well,
0: no, they're not. They're going to die because that's what happened. But, but well, when I say that,
1: they're ultimately not going to
0: win, right? You <laughs> know, but, but yeah, that idea of that doomed that pack that's doomed in the middle of this thing that's going on, and I want to say middle, not end. When yeah, you know they it's fucking know it over.
1: Yet.
0: Not when you know it's fucking over. Not when there's like, okay, well, I think there's 20 of us left. What do we do now? And I mean, that could be interesting too. But, you know, you have it placed a few months into this whole nonsense. Hmm. And, you know, what's that like? I think that'd be interesting as hell. Oh, I agree. That sounds cool as hell. I like that. I'd be into it. it you know, I'd be open to that idea. Again, we've talked about the idea of trying to appease those old spirits, uh-huh. the history of them. The history of the bunny themselves. Well, sure. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we talked about year twelve, and I mean, I think those those three things are are your viable avenues for using the bunny Up in a game.
1: And again, there's not that much information out there, so
0: right. So, like, it's hard to go.
1: Here's Let's some... play
0: one right. way before where you have before the War of Tears and everything. We we don't know. We don't have enough there, but the rest of it. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, again, I think. Um, it, it's the, it's the, the Lost Tribes, it's the one that got the shortest end of the stick, I think, you know, in terms of coverage. So I'm, I'm glad we got here today to talk about them. Absolutely. You know? Um we,
1: we gotta finish a series. We, we gotta not we, we, drag out series, so...
0: <laughs> you know, we did the auspice. I know! Twice.
1: We, yeah! Kinda. <laughs> we gotta finish well, third. Wow, well, yeah. The second half of third. I guess.
0: I uh, <laughs> no, say I know it's a, it's about that time for us. So Grant, thank you again for joining us. Of course, always. I expect we will hear from you very soon.
1: Willing to bet. It's got a I'm race to make.
0: <laughs> great. <laughs> so yeah, th- uh, thanks again for joining us, Grant. Uh, you know it's always great to have you here. On behalf of uh, Mr. David Tyson and myself. We want to say thank you all for listening thank you for all your support take care of yourselves take care of each other keep your claws sharp and your head in a swivel we'll see you